ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Star Wars Lunch Special, the only Star Wars podcast designed to be listened to during your lunch break. Of course, we welcome you to listen anytime, whether during a meal, first thing in the morning, or as a way to drift off to sleep at night. Whenever you can fit us in, we appreciate feeding you with news, rants, loud opinions, and lots of Star Wars. To customize ourselves for a lunch break, we will always try to stick to a 30-minute show. I'm your host, Chad Campbell, a regular on the Superior Talking Sith Pod, and today's lunch special is The Mandalorian, with a side of... I don't know yet. Let's get started, and let's find out. So, uh, The Mandalorian is coming out in just about two weeks from me saying this. Let me confirm that. Yeah, two weeks from me, uh making this, and the Mandalorian trailer came out, uh, yesterday, I believe, um, and it was good, I was impressed by it, um, at the same time, it also didn't really show me anything, I mean, maybe it showed me something new, but it didn't really show much new, it was good, though, um, I don't know what else to say about it besides that, it had the, literally the exact same beginning as the other trailer, just this time with different music. Um, and I think that looks really cool. I love to see these Stormtrooper head-on-spike things. Um, and obviously, this is after Return of the Jedi. So, yeah, this could be what life is like. And the first thing, like, is the world... At, what does he say? Is, is the world any better? Uh, I'm looking it up. Hold on. Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? Ho oh, ho. I mean, that to me seems like a question that is an obvious, uh, no, it isn't, you know? This life sucks, and it's still sucking, and that's how it's going. Um, and then we see lots of action shots, which look really cool. I like the, uh, use, see, and here's the thing, like this, if you have read and seen his, um, John Favreau talk about this, there's actually not a ton of practical effects in this show. I know the majority of these shows, like those epic shots you see of them, uh, the spaceships going, that's like the same software he used in The Lion King. So it's not as uh, amazing, like they didn't actually go out and make these shots. That's CG, which is really impressive. Um, everything, you get to, you do get to hear the Mandalorian talk in this, which was cool for me to know that he will be talking. I don't expect him to talk a lot in the show. Um, I also wonder, there is a scene in it at the, I'm trying to find it exact where it was, what mark it's at, but there's a scene where it looks like his helmet is going to come off at some point. I'm not sure if that's the truth or not, uh, a 120, 127 mark, right around there, uh, minute 27, and yeah, it really looks like they're going to take his helmet off. I don't know if it will not really show us that, um... But yeah, interesting trailer, um, does a good job of bringing me in without also showing me much. Uh, I think one of the things that I'm expecting as a result of that is that it's going to have some fairly big, how about twists to it, but it's going to be a, a plot-heavy show where we really can't show you too much because we're going to give away a lot right away. And there's a rumor online that like in the first episode, it changes something about uh star wars or adds it's a major thing within star wars lore 
Now, what I'm hoping is that, oh, he's really Boba Fett, because <laughs> that's what everyone wants. Please don't do that, guys. Come on. You are better than that. You know better than that. Don't do that. Please do not. Um, having said that, I still think it uh, could pull itself off if it comes out that he is Boba Fett. I mean, whatever. Like, you can probably make that work somehow. But just don't don't do it. You really don't need to. I feel like that's another, like, fan service thing that we would do, just because, you know, there is a huge following of Boba Fett among certain, you know, fans and stuff. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that would necessarily make the show more successful or make the show any better, unless you can really have some great idea with it. Um, so, kind of my, my, uh, fears on The Mandalorian after seeing this trailer is that um, it might not really be, like, a huge hit. I think it will be definitely among Star Wars fans, but I don't know, like, if it's going to be just, like, you know, as huge as they want it to be. Um, I think it's pretty ambitious. You're putting a lot of money into this. Yeah, okay, so you're not putting as much money as you put into any of the movies. That's a plus right there. Um and but you are putting a decent amount of money into it, 100 million, I believe, for the first eight episodes. Um, that's like Game of Thrones budget, you know, uh, not quite as big as like the last season of Game of last few seasons of Game of Thrones had more than that. But again, it is a risk, and Disney Plus hasn't even launched yet, so um, there that's a pretty good amount of money to put in for a first show. Um, my big worry is that it could only appeal to Star Wars fans and not necessarily be a big hit. Um, we look at a show like Clone Wars. Clone Wars was really, I mean, it's really revered. People love that show, but it was not really, like, a hit. Again, it was never really, like, the top-rated show on the network. The most-watched Clone Wars episode was 4 million people, and that was the very first episode. You might think, well, 4 million, I'd love to have 4 million people watching my stuff, and that's true. Yeah, absolutely. But when you're putting a lot of money into it, I, that's not a huge hit. Again, Clone Wars was not near as expensive as The Mandalorian, and also uh, Strike Against It, Clone Wars was animated, and animated shows never tend to get as high of ratings, particularly when they're on, like, Cartoon Network or Disney Channel, um, as a live-action would, and this is a live-action on Disney+, Plus, which is going to be huge. I expect it to eventually be the thing that overtakes Netflix, and Netflix kind of becomes an HBO where, like, you have it, but you really only have it for one show. And Disney Plus is the thing that everyone else watches. Um, my my big big thing with this is that the show is is not really giving us very many reasons to watch it, other than like it looks rogue and violent. It has a very like macho Mad Max vibe to it, which is cool um, for me. But I would watch a Mad Max movie, and you know Mad Max has a big following for sure. But I don't know how many, like, casual Star Wars, fan, Star Wars fans, excuse me, are going to go out of their way to watch this. It's trying hard to be Star Wars, but not our traditional Star Wars. So, like, it's associating itself with that. And it's also not mentioning much else about it. I think that's good. We don't need something that mentions the Skywalkers. I really hope... The big thing that's going to bug me about this is if there is a lot of fan service and it does try to tie itself into the Skywalkers a lot. I mean, I know it's taking place five years after Return of the Jedi, but I don't need to hear what Luke's doing. I don't care. 
let me let me know what average Joe is doing during this time, like how they were affected. That's what I want this to do. Um, but yeah, w watching these trailers, it's a very Mad Max Game of Thrones style show, kind of gritty, um, adventurous. Lead character doesn't talk a lot. Uh, we might not even see his face. He is fighting in ninety percent of the shots we've seen him in, or riding on a speeder of some kind. Um, very action-oriented, which is cool, but I don't think that this is going to be some smash hit. Um, this will not be an easy-to-access thing like like Stranger Things is. Um, I don't even know if it will be Game of Thrones, really, um, because Game of Thrones, again, it will. It, a lot of it will depend on the first season, and time will tell, so I'm not very sure. Um, but this is not like, it doesn't appear to be an easily accessible show. Like, I can just turn it on and my mom will watch it. My mom will watch any of the Star Wars movies, and my wife will watch any of the Star Wars movies. She loves the Skywalker stuff, but she just has no desire for this because it looks like a big action thing with no characters that don't talk and nothing that really happens. Um... So she'll probably watch the first episode, but for me, if the first episode doesn't like instantly grab her or have a good plot to hook her, I don't know if she will want to watch any of the rest. And that's fine, like she doesn't have to. But I am thinking that what that could be what happens with a lot of people. Um, so it will need to have a lot of reason to love this first season and a lot of reason for people to keep watching. Uh, you gotta get as if you want to get as big a Game of Thrones, you have to have a reason to get as big a Game of Thrones. You have to have great plot and characters. Because, again, so far we're seeing uh, very little, and my wife has zero interest in watching. And I think uh, the base, you know, Game of Thrones had, you know, book series that had a fan base and everything, and they loved it, um, the show. And I think that Mandalorian has Star Wars fans, which are, of course, bigger, and they will love it. But if the only people that stuck with Game of Thrones are people that knew about the books, the show would not have been a hit. Very, you know, the amount of people that got introduced to the books because of that show, I mean, that's that's huge. I mean, that show made those books. I don't care if people think that's a wrong way of saying it. It did. Like, we wouldn't have known who... George R. R. Martin would not be the name he is now if not for that show. I 90% of that audience got started with the show and then went on to the books. Um, so anyway, speaking of Game of Thrones, we have the producers from that show who were going to produce... Um, I'm looking their name up right now. I knew this uh, at one point. Okay, D.B. Weiss, Weiss and David Beninoff. Um, they were going to make... A trilogy potentially of uh, Star Wars movies and assumedly I had thought it was gonna be Knights of the Old Republic that would make sense because that kind of goes with the Game of Thrones feel and that seems to be what uh, Disney is doing with these people they're hiring someone who had a hit on something kind of similar to what they're going for and then they hire them you know um, and then sometimes, again, with most of these people, with those decisions they've made, it does not work out. Out of the, like, six directors or producers they've actually hired, I mean, they've let four of them go. In Rogue One, we had Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson wasn't let go, but if you do your research on that, 
40% of the finished product is not even from him. It's from Tony Gilroy, who is the uh, man behind the Bourne movies. He came in and basically rewrote a lot of it and redirected a lot of it. And 40% of the final product is not his. It's not, um, uh, not Ryan Johnson. Why, Gareth Edwards. It's not Gareth Edwards. So, um, take that as you will, but I always thought, um, that was interesting, and then we went on to, who else got let go? Colin Trevorrow got let go from episode 9, um, for a variety of reasons. I don't know if there's been a set straight reason on that. A lot of people think it's because he had wanted Luke to still be alive in some form, or I feel that he just wasn't happy with the direction it went, it didn't work with the script or something, whatever the reason was, he got let go, and they were having troubles with that script anyway, I mean, they had one person that wrote it, then Colin Trevorrow came on to rewrite it with that person, then Colin Trevorrow just wrote it by himself, it was a mess, so that one makes sense, and production hadn't even, hadn't even really started on that one, and they weren't mid-production or anything like they were with uh, Gareth Edwards, so I understand all that, uh, Ryan Johnson was never fired, nor was J.J. Abrams. They're the only two. Uh, Solo, we had the guys, the Lego Movie guys. Um, let me look up their names, too. Lego Movie Producers, Directors, whatever they are. R Lego Movie guys. Phil, oh, Phil Lord Christopher Miller. Man, I should have known that. Okay. Yes, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were behind the Solo movie originally. They were in mid-production of it, and then uh, I don't think it was really much else besides it was just running really behind. And they were, Disney was kind of forcing them to stick to that May deadline. So they got replaced with a very safe choice, Ron Howard, and he made Solo, and I thought Solo was okay. Eh, you know, eh, I, I could totally take it or leave it. Um, definitely would have been better if they had envisioned it as a TV show. Like, definitely would have been better as that. Um, so anyway, that's the third guys that got replaced. And now we have, um, the Game of Thrones guys that have been replaced on their trilogy that was potentially going to happen. We don't really know. Um, and to be fair, they did sign a huge deal with Netflix. I forget how many millions it was, but it was like a hundred million or something. To start making shows for Netflix. So I feel like that takes on more time. Um, people online are... Let me rant about people online. So everyone is really happy now that the Game of Thrones guys are, are off this Star Wars thing. Um, despite having no real reason to think that they can't run things. Like, the same people who are bitching about this loved Game of Thrones, every season of it, up until the last season, and then they were, it didn't end the way that they had built up in their mind, and they were really mad, and I understand, like, it had pacing issues, it had, it had character development issues, things just kind of happened, and it was didn't give you time to feel for it, I get that, um, first off, they were not rushing it to be done with Star Wars. They hadn't even started on Star Wars yet until Game of Thrones was done. That was part of their agreement. Um, so people that are saying that, that's wrong. Um, and then, you can't say that they're bad. It, okay, they did some kind of interview recently, which someone pointed out to me. Like, this is probably the reason they got let go. And apparently they just said, like, you know, we took what it was, what we had, 
with the uh, we wanted to remove as many fantasy elements because we didn't want to just appeal to that type of fan. We wanted to expand the fan base beyond the fantasy fan base to mothers, NFL players, etc. Okay, here's the thing. Like, that's not bad. And did you listen to the feedback of your fans as things went along? We really did not. They don't see the value of considering other people's reactions. I I kind of agree with that from a creative standpoint. I mean... If your show is just turning into utter shit, sure. But really, it was only the last season, it lasts like few four episodes or so that people really started to bitch. When the last when the first episode of this last season came out, people were going nuts. I mean they were like, Oh my gosh, this is incredible. This is gonna be the best season ever. I'm so excited Game of Thrones is back. It wasn't. Ah, uh, uh, darn, I'm so sorry. But th that's life, you know? Making a bad season of a show does not make you bad at making shows. If you got the show to that point where it was so big and so accessible that it, uh, that the Game of Thrones series owes 90% of its success to your show, you did a good job. Okay, Maybe you didn't tidy it up as well as you could have, but you still did a really solid job. Steven Spielberg has made more shit than they have, but we still think his name attached to something is great. And I feel like we have to give these guys a chance before we just assume that everything they make is terrible. You know, I, I, I am genuinely sorry that Game of Thrones didn't end that great. And I, I'll be honest, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Um, I watched, like, the first season with my wife. I loved it. She did not because everyone that she loved died. So, okay, I get that point. Um, so, for the rest of the time, really, it was just me watching it. And, whatever, you do what you can, that's life. Um, but, it would have been nice if I had watched the rest of it and then I could really relate to everyone hating it the, this last episode. But I didn't. And, again, sorry guys, I'm going on a rant, but this is related to Star Wars in some ways. Just in the sense that, you know, you're so happy they went off. They, they Maybe they were going to make something amazing, and, and we don't really know. I'm a little... I don't know if I'm upset that they went off. I just am feeling like what's going to happen is that uh, all it's all going to ride on 9. I don't think anything really is planned or set in stone with the Star Wars series after 9, besides TV shows. And so what happens is 9 comes out, 9 does well, sells well, and then we just end it and kind of leave it for a while. And I'm okay with that to a point, but I'm not as cool with it if, like, that means Ryan Johnson's trilogy doesn't end up happening, and that means that this other trilogy doesn't end up happening. Because now, Disney, you've filled us with all these cool ideas of things that could be happening, and... They, they might not be, which is a little disheartening. You know, I, I, I wanted to see uh, these shows. I wanted to see, I want to know what they were even going to do with Star Wars. If they were just making something up, then whatever. But if they were going to adapt Knights of the Old Republic, and again, people didn't like them with Game of Thrones once they got off of the books. They had a source material, they went off of it, and then you didn't like how they ended it, so you assume everything they touch is complete shit. Go back and watch the seasons where they had a source material, 
realize that the only reason you know about Game of Thrones is because of that, and I think you'll appreciate them a lot more and see the potential that they could have brought to something uh, that already had a source material like a Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I'm kind of wondering if what they're going to do is give Kevin Feige, Feige, whatever his name, the Marvel guy, um, that trilogy. Because he was going to come on and direct a Star Wars film, right? I have, I do not think, the rumor online is that he's going to leave Star Wars, or no, excuse me, he's going to leave Marvel and replace Kathleen Kennedy um, with Star Wars. I do not think that's going to happen. He's always been a Star Wars fan. I mean, that's like his thing. So, if all of a sudden he decides, you know what, I've built up this Marvel thing, time to hand it off to someone else, I, I guess, but I really don't see that happening. I think he is going to do uh, one movie, and that will be it. But, maybe now they'll have him come on and co-produce or help see through, kind of like they were going to do with this series, because they weren't going to direct like every movie in this series. That was kind of the initial thing. They would get it started plan it out. They may have him replace these guys. And that's fine. That's, you know, maybe he could do an awesome job. Um, but let me tell you, not every Marvel movie is great either. You know, I mean, I, I haven't, again, I haven't seen Game of Thrones, but I feel there was probably a lot more riding on it than there was Ant-Man, and Ant-Man's not a good movie. Maybe you enjoy it because it's a turn your brain off and have fun thing, but turn your brain off and have fun doesn't mean it's good. So, take that as you will. Um, there's also been, I, I don't know, oh, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron was not a good movie. Not at all. And that had his name attached to it. So, we have to remember, just because we didn't like the latest thing that someone did, it doesn't mean that everything they were going to do and everything they will do from now on is terrible. It just means that you got so emotionally invested into it that you can't accept anything but what your head had made up. It's exactly the same problem people have with Episode 8, really. Um, except that I understand, I mean, it is different. Because Game of Thrones, it's not like they changed a lot. It just wasn't the greatest ending. And I'm not speaking, again, I'm not speaking from an emotional place. I'm detached from that show. So, it's a little different, but I feel, I don't know, I just... I just worry that we're going to end up canceling all Star Wars films and just kind of stick to the TV series. And that's why also I worry that um, we're going to have an issue with this Mandalorian show not get potentially not getting the ratings that Disney is envisioning. And I don't even know what kind of ratings they're envisioning or if they're even going to release their ratings. Disney's doing something cool with the uh, one episode a week thing. I think that's really awesome. I'm really excited that they're sticking to that. I worry with that that, as a result, um, shows could potentially burn out, depending on the kind of shows. So you're, it's risky. It's what we're used to. I love the waiting a week, giving it room to talk about. It gives it a lot of room to grow. It also gives it a lot of room, like, if the first two episodes don't get you for you to drop it a lot faster than if you have eight, all eight episodes sitting right there. You know, you 
you got through two, you're like, ah, okay, I can I can keep going. They're all right here. But if I have to wait six more weeks to finish the show, no, I'm not going to do it. So Mandalorian has a lot riding on its first episode. I think it's going to do it. I don't know why, but I really feel like it's going to be a good show and have some really awesome twists. But will the twist be exciting enough to someone that isn't in love with Star Wars like I am? That's 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 a big question, big concern I have. If not, whatever. It's no 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 skin off my back, like people say. I don't know who says that, but I'm saying it right now. Um, but yeah. So guys, obviously I've been ranting about the Mandalorian, been ranting about. The future of uh, Star Wars and just my general fear that it's going to be all television from now on, which I guess isn't a bad thing. I don't know why I have such an issue with that, but I, I would have loved to see, since they were making like, you know, again, five movies within four years, it would have been great for them to make movies about something that isn't related to Skywalker, you know, something completely different. That, that doesn't even take place in the same timeline. Just give me something in this universe that's has nothing to do with it because that's building star wars for me this is building star wars but it's just building upon what we already have it's just layering this is layering star wars it's not actually building star wars it's you know you have the same house and you are adding another room it's cool you're making your house bigger but eventually you know just buy another house if you got that kind of money just move i don't know maybe not the best analogy but i'm trying here people i'm trying uh so yeah what do you guys think about that i i want to know do you think that uh the game of thrones guys have got it like a bad rep for no reason again i am not the most attached to it do you think they could have done a good job with Star Wars, especially if it was Knights of the Old Republic? Um, something to you know read off of. Do you think that the Mandalorian will be a smash hit, or do you think it will be like a mixed bag? Do you think it will be a complete bust? I, I don't know. Um, I'm expecting it to be a hit, um, but I don't know if it's the kind of show that would also be a hit forever. It's going to have to end on an interesting note, too, to get us to want to wait a whole year and remember it. Do you think there's any other shows that they should be trying? Do you think that they should be building the universe in movies or just sticking to the TV shows? That's that's the questions I have. That's the stuff I want to know. Guys, it is... I have a couple minutes left here um, on Star Wars Launch Special, and I appreciate everyone who is tuning in, giving me a listen. Is it tuning in? Is that what we say with podcasts? I don't, Because you're not really tuning in, are you? Everyone who is visiting, I don't know, what what, 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 do, what do people say? What should I say on that? That's another good question, because I, I honestly have no idea. Um, so let me, let me go on a little rant here for a while, and then, now this rant might take forever. I'm a big Star Wars record collector. I collect all sorts of records on it. Um, I'm trying to build the ultimate collection of like every record they've released. Now, I don't want necessarily every form of the record they've released so for like force awakens there's been one two three four like five six different versions i think um i don't want all those i want the one i mean i already have the one 
that I want, um, which is the, it's got a really cool, like, 3D hologram on it when you hold light up to it. It is fantastic. One of the coolest things. I show it off to everybody who comes to visit because it's one of the coolest things I have. Yeah, not going to brag, but totally going to brag. Anyway, um, there are some Star Wars records that I just I had no idea existed until I started to dig and do all this stuff. And there were whole Star Wars, like, book on tapes that were originals back in, like, 83. They were coming out with a lot of these. Just the kind of continued or told side stories in the Skywalker saga um, with a record and book. And it was very interesting. So there is the ones that I found so far. And tell me if there's any more that I'm not getting. But I found Droid World, which is about C-3PO, R2-D2 Adventure. I have found Rebel Mission to Ord Mantell. I have no idea what the hell that is. I don't know what Ord Mantell is. But that's the one that sounds the most interesting. Um, there is one about Return of the Jedi. The Ewoks join the fight. And yeah, just more Ewoks. That's what I need. And then Star Wars The Further Advan Adventures, Planet of the Hoojibs. I don't know what hoojibs are, but they look like weird tentacle bat things. And, oh wait, maybe that's not the hoojibs. Uh, on the thing, Chewbacca also has these, like, bunny-looking aliens in his head. Or in his head, excuse me. Um, in his hand. And he is running with these things, uh, escaping this giant, like, weird green bat thing. I don't know, very interesting. I want to find out more about it. If you know more about it, let me know. Um, but you should look it up. Planet of the Hoojibs. Very interesting. Guys, wasn't this just one of the best meals you've ever had? If you like what we digested here today and want to keep up with our lunch specials, be sure to look for us on Facebook and Instagram under Star Wars Lunch Special, as well as right here on your local podcast source. If you have any questions or topics you'd love to hear me discuss, or us, I'm going to have lots of guests coming up, email us at starwarsspecial at gmail.com and leave a review on iTunes and other platforms. We are an independent podcast run by Manic fans and not associated with Disney, Lucasfilm, or really anything professional. Uh, guys, I want to tell you, next week I'm probably going to be briefly uh, going over the Star Wars comics that they've been doing. There's a, The last one comes out tomorrow in the series that leads up to uh, Rise of Skywalker. There's also Resistance Reborn, the new book coming out. I'm going to be talking about that. I will be getting it that same day. Maybe I'll read a little bit of it. Um, and also the IMC3 IMC3PO, Anthony Daniels uh, book is going to be coming out. I'm going to be talking about that. And then we also have Jedi Fallen Order coming out that same week. I want to do a little preview of it. I'm going to a hockey game this weekend that's going to try and set a world record on the largest lightsaber battle. I'm going to be filming it. It's going to be exciting, and I can't wait to talk to you about that. Um, as always, may the Force be with you, and keep circulating the tapes.